what up? Hey guys, uh, whoa! It sounds. I don't really like how that sounds. Um. Yeah. What up? We're not. That's not how we're gonna start it, right? With what up? Yeah. Yeah, we gotta stop doing that. So. <laughs> Yo, you know what I was gonna name this episode? The Last Ridge Podcast episode because we haven't posted in a while. And someone messed with me. He's like, are you guys stop doing it? So I'm going to clickbait him and be like, this is our last episode. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Great. Um, it was clickbait. So this shit is crazy. Like, they're literally evacuating. They're peop- My next door neighbors are leaving their house. Yeah, there's a gnarly fire. It's really windy outside. Yeah. It smells like burnt smoke. So, so today's Thursday, November 8th. I woke up this morning to Danny and Troy both sent me news articles of the shooting at Borderline. Yeah. Which is a club down the street in T.O. It's a couple exits off the 101. We played there a bunch of times. Hyper Crush. Really? Yeah. Therapist played there. My, my band with Dane. I played there with. So it's like a, it's a popular club around here. Yeah. Well, it's like kind of like a country they have like college country nights there and I've seen strung out there. And, um, it's weird. Cause we were just talking about how like, it's probably going to get shut down. I mean, think so? cause people aren't going to want to go there. Mm. Like Alma has tickets to go there. Like she it, in a week to. and she doesn't want to go. And it's like, I'm like, dude, why wouldn't you yeah, want to, it's not going to happen again. But like people think that way. Yeah. I wonder if Pulse nightclub, the nightclub that got shut up in Florida. I wonder if they're still in business. It's weird, dude. People are like, if he was a veteran and it wasn't with an automatic weapon, it was with a handgun. Oh, you know about this? Yeah, at, at Borderland. Hand- yeah, yeah. This dude was like trained. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't crazy. know. I, I was me and Nate were talking about like, I'm not trying to like be cool and like get a strap and just so I could flex. Like that's stupid. But like, how else do you protect yourself? You know. Mm. like should i buy a gun well you're saying like if you were at borderline well you can't carry it anyway so why oh you can carry a concealed weapon in california can you i don't think you can or i don't know um i'm gonna look I, that up I, I, oh this is like barely plugged in oh what happened dude this was literally like like the plug was like hanging out. It was like this. You should have seen this plug. It was like barely. It was literally like teeter tottering out of the socket. So I just pushed it in. Oh, really? That would be so crazy. Which means it's going to like. How? Um, oh, you mean it's recovering like, oh, so it'll just continue. This fool plugged up this plug in and it was literally like, I don't know how the power was getting power. It was like <laughs> the, the, the prongs were what like, kicked it, or something? it was basically just like resting on the holes <laughs> and I just plugged it in. And I guess when I moved it, it like shut the, there's a lot of headroom there too, but whatever. It's all good. I mean, come on. You see that? Yeah. But it's so, been a while. Yeah, it has been. It's been weeks. We've all we both done a lot, but I just want to like finish this this Thursday, the eighth of November, two thousand eighteen. Like the borderline shooting, a plane landed on the two ten, which is. Oh, so you're saying another plane? Uh, another I know plane landed on the freeway today. today. Today, Troy told me just now, and then this fucking fire is like insane like so many people are getting evacuated and it's just like all over the news people are texting me from like la like rudy texted me like are you guys okay yeah i got a call this morning from a couple relatives that were like there's a shooting thousand oaks i know you work up there are you okay yeah that's when i that's how i found out about it so i was uh i was just thinking if you like imagine if you were like someone's parent and like today like you lost your kid and then like this fire shit's going on and you're just like 
just that yeah. it almost feels like hell. Like, and then the smell of fire will yeah. forever remind you of that. I don't know, for when, some reason. When I was driving back, Noah was worried about the fire trucks going towards the studio. And then I was like, oh, that's weird. And I get here and then Troy calls you and he tells you his parents got evacuated. Then Ricky's are too. I felt like an apocalyptic, yeah. weird vibe of some yeah. dark shit. And that's when I said we need to do the podcast just in case. <laughs> this fool, <laughs> this fool's like, we need to record the podcast. I'm like, are you like not worried at all? <laughs> He's like, no, we need to record this. Well, because if something were to happen right now, it would be kind of crazy to have like, to be like talking and have to just like stop. Yeah. Oh, so I took an Uber from this. I recorded it on the Ridge. Yeah, story. she was a chatty Kathy. Well, she was talking. Did you actually hear what she was saying? Um, her friends was, was, was at board. Yeah. Her daughter's, her, her son's friend was there. That's, that's crazy. And they were throwing chairs out the window. I, it's like just wait, so crazy. Wait, why were they throwing chairs to get out? Wow. So it's like, if you really, it's like hard to imagine, like, like you hear about it, right? Oh, there was a shooting, but like, all right, so let's just picture like, okay, so we're at the borderline, right? There's music playing, we're chilling, right? Bah, 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 bah. And you're just like, oh shit, like, okay, now it's on. Like the music either stops or maybe does it stop? Like, I don't know. Everyone in the place is like not, is tripping because that shit's loud. So this fool shot the guy at the door first, like the bouncer, mm -hmm. right? Did you Did you hear? I didn't really like, we should have probably like looked at yeah. the facts before mm -hmm. we talked about it. Cause I didn't really, I don't really know. I know there were 25 people injured and 12 died. Right. Yeah. So like, let's say we're there. Okay. Now, like everyone's tripping and this fool's like still picking people off like boom, boom. Okay. Now people are screaming and you're like, I need to get the fuck out of here. So what are you going to do? Yeah, when you said throwing the chairs out the window, that's yeah. dark. Dude. So it's like that's it's like, like if you think about like how long a minute lasts or how long a minute really is in that scenario, it's like an eternity. Yeah. Like so it was probably I mean, it was I, I would consider playing dead. Yeah, for sure. I might do that too. You know? Yeah. You're not a target that's anymore. Possibly the best idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder how long it lasted because 10 minutes is a long time in that kind of a situation. But yeah, th there's a glass um, wall that sort of overlooks the 101 and it's um, they were throwing chairs out of it. And she was explaining that to me and then she was also talking about the fire. And um, It's a weird day. Yeah, it's a Thousand really, Oaks. Yeah, it's crazy. But so yeah, Wickham just did Complex Con. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the transition. Yeah, I mean, I don't I'm really just gonna know. Go, what do you think? Well, I wanted to talk a little about, like, what do you think about, like, what's, what do you think we should do about it? Like, the government, like, should we mm. have tighter gun control laws or should oh, everyone yeah. carry a gun or what? You know, you know, I saw this stat on Facebook that in the 311 days, I'm going to fuck up the numbers, in 311 days of 2018, mm. there have been 300 Shit. Yeah, something's wrong. And this is the only country where this happens. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm personally, wait, wait, wait. yeah, you can, yeah, you can hear the, the, you can We're hear hearing the, sirens right now. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, you can hear the fire engines and shit outside. I personally don't really know about all that. Like, I'm a firm believer of like, fixing the issues at like their root and their core, which is like why I go to therapy and shit, because I believe mm -hmm. that, you know, not fixing the outcome, but yeah. fixing the cause. And, and I believe like what Joe Rogan talks about, like I totally believe that like the cause is like childhood trauma, like our culture. Like I'm, I, I believe that if you watch Bowling for Columbine, like this dude's trying to figure out like why Canadians don't lock their doors. Like why don't they have killings in London? Mm. Like, and then he goes to, um, what's his name's house? The guy that, um, ah, oh man, he, uh, Hugh Hefner. No, um, the dude in Planet of the Apes and like, he's like this big action star. Um, 
ah, this is, it's so stupid that I can't remember his name, but he's like this old class. He's like literally the gun rights activist. Um, um Oh, he's I mean, like what NRA spokesperson, NRA spokes. I mean, like, what do you, what do you, th- you think it's like, why do you think it's always white males? Um, I think that's, I'm not trying to make it a race thing, but like, why? Like, it's gotta be something going Charlton on. Charlton Heston. He, he goes, you said you. <laughs> yeah. Well, they kind of look alike, whatever. I mean, they actually really do look alike. That's, that's crazy. But like this dude, Charlton Heston's a real fucking piece of shit. Like racist gun. Like mm. he was the dude that played, um, he was in a bunch of like class. Is that your chick? Yeah. That's how we met. This was the first photo shoot we ever did together. That's yeah. dope. Here, wait, let, let me, me sh- I'll show that. you the full photo. So you had her like pose like that? Yeah, like I bought that record player and then we went to the thrift store and I bought that um, shirt so I could match the colors. And I bought my, I put all my records, like my Strokes record, like that's a Strokes record she's putting on. Oh, wow. That's cool. And I was just thinking that day, I was like, damn, I want to hit that. Wow. <laughs> and then I hit that. That's so dope. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, dude. I don't think that we're really even qualified to no, I know, speculate. But, but me personally, I think a lot of it has to do with like depression, anti-anxiety stuff, um, like uh, children like not getting enough attention or too much attention um bullying you know just like stemming from childhood issues and trauma and like just not fitting in and you know what i mean and men just are more likely to like actually to take action yeah then women are more like in in why why do you think because like trauma and all that is like universal right so like why is it only happening in the u.s do you think that's what's weird well if it was a worldwide thing it'd be like okay like well no because our culture has different um like norms than other cultures like in in all over the rest of the world like living with your family is like okay it's actually encouraged like forever they don't like the idea of like moving out in a way and being independent yeah it's actually not like a normal thing like yeah, we're yeah, just yeah. different like yeah. america is like it's like the land of the free or whatever but really what that means is like or like land of opportunity right but like really what that means is like competition like get money mm, go capitalism hard, and win more and more and more. more win and like earn and like be better and 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 really what that's doing is fueling insecurity and like you wanting feeling less than feeling like you need something more that's like the american fucking way dude you know yeah and right and, yeah and i was reading it's almost like the, we're supposed to feel like shit yeah so we buy more shit um yeah exactly i was reading exactly i was reading um have you ever heard of Ram Das? Uh, that's the spiritual guy that you were just telling me about, right? Yeah. So we're reading in the book study at my at my men's group, and this dude's ill. He's like a Harvard professor who like left his whole life and went to India, and meditated with like toothless monks for like years. And he came back and he wrote a book about like what he learned. And this dude is phenomenal. And like I'm sitting in this group with like you remember that men's meeting you came to with me? Mm-hmm the OGs of that group, like dudes with like 30 plus years, like dudes who have like 10 years, like ran out on their wife and married another, like they've lived whole lives, right? So I'm hearing all their, like their thoughts on him and he says, can I actually read it from the book real quick? Yeah. So, but wait, hold on a second. I was posting this, so I didn't really fully hear what you were saying. Um, he, so this guy went, he, he was a professor at Harvard, and or is it Oxford? Who? One of the two. Ram Dass? Yeah, his name's like Stephen. But how does this have anything to do with the, the meeting you were saying? Well, the reason I'm reading is that the book study, we like read the chapter and we all talk about it. Oh, uh, okay. And their shares are just unbelievable. And um, Whose shares? 
these dudes with like 30 oh, years. Oh, at your meeting. Right. Yeah. They're I, like I, spiritual I, fucking gurus. Yeah. But they're like not gurus where it's like, fuck you. They're like, chill. Yeah. So he has this line. I highlighted it. It says, um, so he, he talks about the evolutionary cycle of like reincarnation, right? And he puts it on a clock. And he says at 12 o'clock, everything is perfect. Every tree is perfect. The rivers are perfect. Everything is perfect. Uh-huh. And then at 1201, something happens and separateness begins, right? So here it is. At one minute after 12, something is separate. At 12, it was the Garden of Eden. Perfect harmony and balance. Then came the bite of the apple. And then suddenly we're wearing fig leaves. And God is asking, who told you that you were naked? Where did shame come from? It came from self-consciousness. And where did self-consciousness come from? It came from identifying with our thinking mind and thus experiencing ourselves as separate from what we think about. At 12.01, duality has been created. Subject and object. Thinker and that which is thought. Separateness. Hmm. And um, he goes even further to talk about like um, how like in this new world, like we're so like, we're trying to, and like this is relating to like America, like we're so trying to do shit. Like, gee, I'd like a cup of coffee. Ooh, what about a cigarette with that? Like, what am I gonna have for dinner? What do you want for dessert? Ice cream? I'm gonna have some coffee. Like before we're even done eating dinner, we're thinking about dessert. Yeah. And we can't even enjoy the steak in front of us because we're thinking about dessert. Uh-huh. And it's like, wanna go to bed? Okay, that's great. You got a cigarette? And then he talks about like, the spaces in between those moments. And he says, if those spaces get too big, there's depression, confusion, disorientation, anger, loneliness, self-pity. And um, Buddha said, was right when he said, the cause of all suffering is craving. Craving for things that aren't permanent, nothing is permanent. Uh Uh-huh. I'm trying to understand the, how the, separating your thoughts from you um has, what he's trying to say is that like you aren't your thinking mind dude will you kill that <laughs> that's yeah. insane how, do you know how to kill that okay cool I, i'm hearing also like a yeah i don't know what that is just remember can we try to remember to like yeah but i, I feel like it's not gonna be in the recording that would be great then that will but let's figure that out afterwards um but um so your thoughts you aren't your thinking mind right you're different like you're separate from that the thinking mind is its own thing and people get caught up in thinking that these are my thoughts this is my voice this is who i am Mm. but it's like not who you are it's an illusion Mm -hmm. and like don't i mean for us don't trust it yeah i mean you could trust it but you just can't become it you know, but I think that like for alcoholics, like we need to actually trust it even less than normal people and just be aware that it's oftentimes trying to like motivated by fear and all these outdated human instincts, like reproduce, reproduce, reproduce resources, resources, resources. Yeah. And that's it. That's all life is about to the thinking mind. And it was funny, I was having breakfast with Jesse today and I was like, yo, what if rappers like rapped about like, like, you know how they rap about money and hoes? What if they actually rapped about what really, what money really means and what hoes really mean? And it would be like (laughs) resources, resources and reproduction. Like that's all they care about. It's almost like rap is the thinking mind. It's like the most, Mm -hmm. like the most foundational form of like human thinking. Mm. That's like like the worst part, actually. That's like what's holding us back as a species. And we have to like transcend that. But anyway, back to like Ram Dass. So he's talking about the 1201 thing, right? Uh And so pretty much he says that like 12 o'clock noon, the perfection is like, that's where the only time we have free will, right? And then we're like these souls in that 12 o'clock. And when we're there, we decide to, to join life in the universe, right? So we get on one and we're like, we're like some dude and we die and then we come back and we're like two and we die and we come back and we're like three and we die and we come back and we're like four and we die and come back. And then at six, something happens where um, you become awakened or he calls it, you see through the veil of life. Like you see that all of this is an illusion and then you see it a little bit and you can't forget it because now you've seen it. And then you spend six to 1159 
trying to find out what's beyond the veil. And then you get back to 12 and then you're good until, unless you want to go back again. And it's, it's gnarly, dude. He even goes into as far as saying like, when we're in 12, we decide like, Hey, at this life, I want to be raped at 10. So I could discover that Samasakra, which is like a, a word for like a, a, um, a character defining trauma so that you could work through that and understand what it's like to work through that in that lifetime. And that like, really, we don't remember, but we were like souls that chose to be where we are right now, to go through something and to learn something or to experience suffering is what he really says. Like we're here to experience pain mm. and growth. Like mm. we're here to grow and suffer and like embrace pain and mm -hmm. like learn from it. We're not here to be happy. Like 12 is already happiness. Which is the very beginning. Yeah, and we go back there. Yeah, but I, I'm just not understanding the uh, the time analogy. Is this a, in a day? Twelve. It's like one round around the clock. So we're dying every hour. Oh no no no! It's like everyone moves at their own pace, depending on which life, like what you do in your life, like how much. So like, this twelve to twelve. That could be like thousands of years. Yeah, but what what is the twelve? represent like that's like quote unquote heaven but why is it a clock why is he using the clock because you go from there all the way back to 12 mm -hmm. and he even says he's like it's kind of silly to use of such a physical material material thing to describe something so spiritual and metaphysical uh -huh. but he says that's like the best way to describe it because some people are at four some people are at 601 some people are at 1159 like you could be sitting next to an 1159er that's this close to getting past the circle and you don't even know and he even goes far as to say like if you meet an 1159er and he looks like an 1159er he's probably not because he's wearing a sign on him that says he is that and it's fake. <laughs> Am I going too hard right now? Um, I'm sorry. I'm just like really stoked on this book. No, I love I'm it. Whole, I I'm feel just, like I'm talking too fast. I, I, I'm just, no, you're great. I just want to know. So you're saying that you can actually reach this place. Yeah. That's the, yeah. 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 In just like in your life. And he said in the book, like if you're reading the book right now, you're probably at 601 because you're searching. You wouldn't have gotten this far in the book. And I have a theory that most people in AA are at 601 because we've been brought to our knees so hard and we felt, we've felt real fucking pain. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like the existential dread of like living. Like, and I feel like now that we're sober, we kind of have seen through the veil a little bit. Like we know this isn't the end all be all. And we know that there is something out there you know, like the higher power and everything. And that like, we're seekers and like, you have to, you have to be a seeker to stay sober. So one indication that you're at 12 is you don't want anything. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, no six, six is when you stop. Like six is when you realize all the bullshit, but like you're still in it a little bit. So yeah. 12, so six, Everything before six, you're stuck in want. I want, want, I'm want. actually, I love this. This is like what I'm talking about. Yeah. And like when I hear you talk, talking about like you want to be challenged and you want to direct, you want to like make movies and like there's something in that. Like you were talking to me about this today and I'm seeing this like kind of mirror in you, like how I used to be. Um, I, I see this in Noah too. I mean, I obviously could be totally wrong, but I just know for me, like a lot of the motivation behind wanting those things was coming from that place. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like, I think my new motivation is the journey. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like I want to find the passion, the love. The, I want to find the joy in like, the process of collaboration and like friendship and relationship. The journey is the destination. Yeah, like that's where I'm at right now. I really am. Not to just fucking, I, whatever, dude. I really do think I've like, I'm pretty, oh, fuck, dog. Hey, let's just pause this. Okay. Um, 
So what are you saying? Oh shit. Yeah, like I, you're talking about motivation, me and Noah, and you see yourselves in us. Oh no, I was saying Noah. how I mean it's just kind of funny because I, I really I'm not saying that I'm like enlightened or anything, but I I am saying that um God, I like have been through a lot, you know, and like I have there's been moments in my life where I've like actually gotten like really crazy things. Like when, when, you know, like with the hyper crush. Yeah. Like, like there were moments to live that. Life, yeah. There were moments life. when it was like, dude, like this is like really, I mean, you know, I could list some of those things and, and you know, just like looking back on it, um, being like at the lake by the campfire with like my brother is like so much better. It's like so much more fulfilling, like in that like water, like with the water and like, like no phones or like no like computer, just like we're just chilling and like we're cooking our food and like the water's right there. And like, there's like a campfire and like Joe and like me and my brother and like we're just talking by the campfire and like it's just there's and it's funny because I missed out on so many of those lake trips because I was like nah like I gotta get this we're we're mm -hmm. we're, we're working in the studio and like we're we're on the road and like I wouldn't go just because I was so like in this driven world of like I was so focused on trying to get that success that I just couldn't even, it's almost like I didn't have the drugs. Like I don't want to go on the vacation because I don't have my pills yeah. or my weed because I, I, I don't, I won't enjoy it. Like I, like my drug was like that success. Like I needed to have that. So I didn't even want to like go, why the fuck would I want to go camping with you? Like I'm trying to win. Mm-hmm. Like I noticed that with Aaron too. Like mm -hmm. that fool's Absolutely. not trying to like enjoy like time with his friends. Like he's just so driven. Like at a party, you literally see him like looking for the angles. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So it's like that. Yeah, and I um just re just noticing I, that, looking back, seeing that. Like I'm now have yeah that. That's I mean that's great. You're way ahead of me. I'll tell you because like. It even says in the book, like a lot of people will tell Buddha, like I'm done. I don't want anymore. Like craving is the, is the right. sign of all suffering. He says, I'm done. Take me. I don't want anymore. And then you go to 12. Right. And even if you're saying it and you don't truly like mean it, you'll, you're, he'll still take you. And I thought to myself, like, damn, like, can I say that honestly? And like, the answer is no, dude, like I'm 22. Like I have so much I want to do, Yeah, you know? And I'm like, it just means I'm not spiritually ready. And I, I mean, it's but, okay to not be that spiritually ready at 22. No, like, no and I, I also like you've lived life and like you understand it. And like, no, I want to like do that and then be ready. But I also ready. want stuff too. Um, and I also don't necessarily really know about like, I love this conversation because it's so, uh, it's so it's such a important one to have for like men of any age because I don't think that I don't think that wanting to strive to be better and like creative and successful is a bad thing, you know? I just think that like what's motivating that is the key, you know? Mm -hmm. And if it's being motivated by like insecurity and fear, like you want to prove to the world that you're of value, like I think that that's a dangerous place to be. Mm -hmm. And if you're just like- this validation fueled yeah. motivation. And I know the difference. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I mean, and, and, and I mean, Ram is so, he's just saying all of it's bad. Yeah. Which is, well, which is another level. And it's okay to like understand that. I don't and still be- and still like be okay. You know what I mean? Like it's okay to not be ready. Yeah, but okay. So I'm not sure that I 
I'm not, are you sure that that's what he's saying? What? That all of it's bad? Yeah. Like meaning like, um, so what is he saying you're supposed to do with your day? Want nothing. Right. But to maybe serve others and. Yeah. You know, he doesn't really get that. I mean, this is only like the fourth chapter in the book and each chapter it's interesting because he takes you like reading this. It was like being on a fucking roller coaster because in the beginning he's talking about some chill spiritual shit like, oh, like, you know, like be humble and all this shit. And then all of a sudden he's just like, here is the reincarnation cycle of life. This is how it is. And like, this is what you have to do. And um, he makes a lot of like claims, right? And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Uh Like to tell me these things. And, you know, like, I mean, I take the credibility of the guys that are the books that he was like, this guy, like, you know, he did, he actually did a lot of acid too. And he was, he's been a seeker his whole life. And, you know, like reading the previous chapters, he knows, he knows shit. You could tell by the way he writes that, like, he speaks with a certainty that, like, some people will think it's, like, preachy. Mm-hmm. And, like, no. And, like, some people in the books that he get pissed, they're like, fuck this guy. Like, I don't need, like, who, who, his name is Steven. Why does he call himself Ram Das? And, like, I get it. But um, he speaks in a way of, like, certainty as in, like, yo, I'm just telling you something. You know what I mean? And um, the Atmos just went off again. Do we just Sony? Let's just record it from the bottom. Okay. So I'll read the... Yeah, I want you to read it. I also want you to pronounce his name and spell it. And we should have a link. Okay. So, um... Oh, we're rolling on the Sony. Yeah. So you were saying as he, he speaks with a certainty. Yeah, I'm going to pull up the, the book right now. So it's Ram Das. R-A-A-M-D-A-S-S. And, um, okay, so this is what he says about craving. I mean, I could read more of it. Um, okay, okay. Are you ready to hear like a paragraph? Yeah. Okay. If we watch the patterns of our desire system and mind, the end of our day goes something like, I think I'll take a nap. Gee, I'd like a cup of tea. How about a cigarette with that? I'm going to listen to that music. What are we going to have for dinner? What do you want for dessert? Ice cream? I'm going to have some coffee. What's on TV? No, let's go bowling. Bicycle? Great. Ice cream soda? Let's go home. Okay. Want to go to bed? Okay. Oh, that's great. You got a cigarette? On and on, and, and in the middle of the main course, we're already thinking about what we'll have for dessert. The way we deal with this game is by constantly keeping things going by fast, like a sleight of hand trick. Knowing that none of them will last, we figure that enough of them with small enough spaces in between will keep the rush going. Rush after rush, but it's like building a house on sand, and we can't stop because it gets a little frightening, even if it becomes a little frightening if we stop. If those spaces in between get too big, there's depression, confusion, disorientation, anger, loneliness, self-pity, unworthiness. So keep it coming. More and more and more. But it turns out that Christ was right when he said, lay not up your treasures where moth and rust doth corrupt and the thieves break in. Buddha was right when he said, the cause of suffering is craving, craving after things that are not permanent and nothing is permanent. If we cling to anything in form, we're going to suffer. That was Buddha's point. What blue chip we invest in, that what blue chip we invest in that we can stop feeling frightened about our bodies. Our bodies are decaying this very minute. And I loved this line. Even the youngest person here is decaying. 50 or 60 years from now, you know where, where your body will be, what will it look like? And your intellect, all the knowledge you've collected. Did you ever see a skull and consider what's been eat, eaten away and who ate it? And do you know what, what that emptiness is? That's everything you think you know. No wonder we're frightened. If we're thinking that we're our thinking mind or that we're our body, it's panic. That's heavy. Yeah, so is he... So what's like his, his goal is just to be happy. Just to be. Um, I don't think he has a goal. I think he's just telling us things. He's a, they call at the group study, they called him a pointer. He's not saying that he's the, he's not saying he's Jesus, 
He's not saying he knows that he know he's the originator of these truths. He just knows them. And he's trying to point us like, do this, do that, do this. And he's a pointer and he's like guiding us. Okay. Towards. So the thing to do is to live in the, the spaces in between. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't say the thing to do. Well, I, I really want to be careful in like taking his like yeah. his thing and being like, oh, this is the one thing he means. Yeah. Um, what I took from it was not something like, oh, I need to be more happy. Oh, I need to do this. It was more of like an awareness of like what this game is. And like yeah. what I do with that awareness is up to me. But like what I gained, I think what his goal might be is to like tell, nudge us like, this is all bullshit. This is an illusion. Yeah. Um, just like real quick. Um, I mean, I, 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 I agree. I get it. Like when we first started going to primetime, me and Jesse started getting into film and we wanted to make a movie and it was going to be called the space in between. That's a sick title. I wish I thought of that. But it was just, you. it was just about like friends, like enjoying their time together. Wow. Like we were going to go to the, well, did you guys we, make it? No. Can I, mean, I steal that name? Yeah. Okay. I'm taking it. Well, let's my, it's perfect for my next movie. <laughs> Well, what are you, well, what are you going to do? Let's, can we, can I help you with it? Yeah. Like, you're in it. Yeah. Where do you have a part for you? You're a strip club manager. That's like, trying so to like us. the space. Yeah. The spaces in between all the shit you think matters. It's like, those are the things that really matter. And that's what we like run away from. Yeah. Like, do I even know, you know, yeah. when you meditate, that shit seeps in. Yeah. So that was kind of when we first started going to prime time, we were like, but it's, 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 you know, you, you need to make a living. You, you need to have a shelter. So that's what makes it hard. And, and you want to enjoy how you do that. So that's kind of where it gets tricky. Yeah, and one of the guys in our group brought that up, and he said that's what he loves about AA is that, like, there's these spiritual... Like, this kid, he's, like, 26, but since he was 15, he was, like, dropping acid and trying to find God, and now he's, like, into it more in a sober way, and he's all about it, and he's so dope. I shot his wedding, actually. And, uh, Jeremy, what's up? And um, he said that the reason he loves AA is because there's a spiritual shit, but it's like, not like practical. Like I gotta eat, you know, I gotta pay rent, you know? Yeah. But AA gives it to you in a way where like, you could take in some of that shit, know it, and then still apply practical spiritual principles like resentment and fear. In your life. In your life. At your work. At your work. Yeah, like I called my sponsor about some of the feelings I was having about some work stuff, you know, about the alien shoot and, not feeling welcome and you know he he gave me spiritual advice about like being humble and being a, a you know which is just so crazy it's like think about think about that kind of advice like to like do less to just be a watcher to serve you know like that's like not the kind of advice you would think like Gary V would would give you, yeah. <laughs> Gary V is like the he's almost like the bad the antithesis. He's like get more, get more. You want more money? You got to wake up earlier and right. like fucking do more no, shit, and then you get more money, and then you get, more, you get the nice car, and you got to sleep mm -hmm. two hours, and like he's Dog, the opposite. I literally like, but was, I like Gary though. I do too. But I was listening to him today, and I was like, dude, you need to just chill. Like I'm good. Like I don't like it. Kind of gets to be too much. But a lot of the stuff he says, I think I, I love it. Like, um, like about like putting yourself out there. Like, don't care what people think. Yeah, and he talks about humility too, which I really like from him. Yeah, and he, he was like, talking. Who the fuck do you think you are? Not replying to Instagram comments. Like I've done that, where I get like, I get like, I have like two thousand on my like sixteen hundred on my Instagram, and like I have like three comments, and I'm like. I don't need to reply, <laughs> but he's like, who the fuck do you think you are? You should reply. Thank you to every single one. I'm like, mm. yeah, I'm not fucking Kylie Jenner. Mm. He says little wow, things like that's that. Interesting. that I really like, you know, I, uh, I used to kind of think like that too, but now I, 
specifically like and reply to everything because I know it bumps the algorithm. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Yeah. The more engaged you are. But also like, yeah, those are people mm-hmm. that, that took the time to write on your... Yeah. That's the, that's the real reason that you should be doing that. But um, I, lo- I love these conversations. I think that the hard part, that the only part I'm like a little bit unclear on is like what he's saying and then like what Jordan Peterson's saying about like the man like being on this earth to carry a weight and that's what gives us purpose. Mm. So it's like... it's They're parallel. They're, they're like on the same. So I think that it is important for us to like have tasks. Like we're task orientated like beings. Like especially men, like we feel better when we're like doing things and we're comp- completing things. And like when we're, I don't want to say working, but like, you know what I mean? So I don't necessarily know if we're supposed to want, but like, I think to do well, is, is, is important, you know? Yeah. No the journey. I, yeah. I love, I love like Jordan Peterson and, and bringing that into this, but I feel like Jordan Peterson is like a practical fucking guy, but he's also he's approaching it from a psychological level and he is theological too. But, um, this, I feel like Ram Das, what he's saying is beyond all of that. Like Jordan uh-huh. Peterson is like how to like 12 rules for life for like this one life you have. That's uh-huh. one second on this fucking clock. Right. Ram is saying like, how do you get from one to 12? And, um, you know, I think it's different. You know, I think he's talking on a much bigger scale. You get what I'm saying? I I think I do, but I still think we need to apply it somehow. No, no, no. no. We should apply both for sure. But how? What? How do you apply the Ramdam? Ramdas. Ramdas. Like, how does that, how does that, what does that application look like? Well, for me, I can only talk about my experience with it. For me, um, it kind of made me, the biggest thing that, for me, like, I like knowing that I'm going to die one day. Like, it's weird. If you bring that up, like, I brought that up in class and people get weird. Like, this room gets weird. And, like, mm. when, he, when he was talking about, like, the skull, like, do you ever consider who was in it? All the knowledge lost and, like, what ate it? Um, it's pretty grim, but I took it as, like, that's kind of what I did that thing today with that friend I was beefing with how I got honest and cleaned my side of the street. I was like, we're all going to fucking die. It doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, sometimes I'll just think about like the stars. Like sometimes I'll just think about like the stars and like how small we are. Yeah. And okay. So this, I actually brought up in the meeting too. We're talking about death. And so like, just, just, just sorry, dude, just real quick. I'm hearing sirens. The wind is blowing these lights like crazy. My dad is now calling me like shit's going down. Like fools mm. are like evacuating. I'm just like putting that out there so people understand. And we're talking about Ram Dass and death. That's the other thing. Also, I like, I feel like I, I can honestly feel my eyes like the smoke. Like it's going, coming through the house. Like it's crazy. I can, can you, can you feel that at all? Like, should you answer that call? To your no, dad? this is way, this is great. I, this is great. This is what we need to be doing. I just, it's funny that I thought we were going to talk about like complex con and like me going to London and it's just like, who gives a fuck? I think we're hitting, I don't know. Yeah, this is good. No. This yeah. But, but you were going to say, okay. So, um, I think I told you about this, but a guy I knew in AA died recently. Right. Uh, and it was actually one of my friends, Sponsy. His name was, I don't want to say his name, but he was, uh, me. I've known him the entire time I've been sober and, um, he died. And uh, I've never experienced death that close to me. You know, um, this is the closest I have. He wasn't a good friend, but he was a guy I'd see and we'd hang out and talk about chicks or whatever. And um, it really changed how I judge people mm. because he, me and him had our own, like I resented him for a little while because Ooh. like he was talking shit about me to my ex-girlfriend and like mm. just a bunch of stupid shit. And I resented him, but then I like let it go. But then I like, judged him for being like a bro and always trying to get like newcomer pussy. And like, I judged him Mm -hmm. and he was like a try hard douchebag is what I thought. Right. And, um, you know, he overdosed on heroin 
and, and then he's like dead. and now he's dead yeah. and like and then i went on his facebook and i was reading all the people that are like i miss you and i was just going through his pictures and like the same pictures that i'd be like what a fucking douche bro. Uh, it was like with the bro tank and all this i'm like dude who fucking cares yeah. like he was just a guy he was totally. just a dude you know what i mean and like i realized like how judgmental i am of people even in the most subtle ways and how fucking pointless it is yeah it doesn't matter and the resentments don't fucking matter yeah you know what i mean because like we're like they're gonna die we're gonna die we're just fucking people yeah and um that really and then on the top of that we were one of the ogs in our group bill like when he when he shares everyone's like listening 30 years like this guy's gnarly and um he was sharing about like how we always look for separation. Like we're always separating ourselves. Like that's the default is like separating ourselves. And I looked up in my men's meeting that I've been going to for four and a half years. And I looked around the room and like for a second, I like saw each judgment on every single person. I was like, Oh, these are the new life guys from that stupid ass sober yeah. living. Like these are these, these guys, and yeah. this is me and this is us. This is our squad. And these are these guys. And uh. then I looked up and then I was like, we're, we're, this is the most, this is the one room in the world right now for me that people are the most like me. Yeah. And in that room, I still find ways to separate myself from them. Yeah. And it's fucking ridiculous, you know? And then like, after that, I kind of went to those like sober living guys and I was like, what's up, dude? Like, how's it going? And they're just like, not, they're just dudes trying to stay sober. Yeah. And, um, it's kind of a weird, uh, it's a growth in myself. Totally. It's, and it, I'm glad it's happening because it's happening now and not later where I've spent my life resenting people and built separating myself for no reason. That's great for you. It makes me wonder like how many people just do that and never like wake up to it. But I mean, I guess that doesn't matter, but I think that's fucking it's cool to like be and, aware of that. And Ram Dass talks about those people. Like, so when we start having those realizations, you're at 601, you've seen through the veil and you realize the bullshit, right? Uh. And then he says like, what do you do when you meet like you're conscious now? What do you, what do you do when you meet an unconscious person? Right. Do you resent them or do you hate them? Do you think they're stupid? Cause they're not unconscious. Do you think they're lazy? Cause they're not trying to be unconscious. He says, what do you do if you met a prepubescent boy and he doesn't understand sex? Uh, do you think he's stupid right, no right. he's just not there yet you know what i mean yeah you just he's, have, at, he's at four on the clock like that's just his journey yeah you just have some empathy like before the podcast we were talking about you know when when you clean when your side is super clean but someone else is like there are occasions when you know someone else is dirty and their side is you know they're wrong but if you can have empathy and just sort of like it's hot. Why is that so hard? Like for me, that's so hard. It's so hard to have empathy because I don't, it's hard for me to believe that I could actually be like, right. Cause I'm like insecure. So I think like, like for example, I'll call Tim and he'll be like in a bad mood and like snap at me. Like I couldn't, like, it's so hard for me to even imagine that like, I'm the sane one. Mm -hmm. so I'm immediately like mad um, rather than just being like okay like rather than being like the chief that's like okay like you're upset right now let me just let you cool down and I'll come back like I'm like what did I do wrong like I'm thinking that I'm doing something does yeah. that make sense and now you're both spinning yeah does that make sense yeah. like so if I could just be like more empathetic and actually confident enough to be to realize that someone else can be sicker than me in a, in a moment. Mm -hmm. And understanding that. Yeah, then it would be fine, but it's so hard for me to have enough confidence to see someone else as sicker than me or less than me. Does that make sense? Absolutely, I feel the same way sometimes. That's and that high level I'm, realization. I feel the same, like I feel like, like um, it's like almost egotistical of me to think that someone else is just that I'm sane almost, you know, Maybe. and I feel like, and I also spent so many years of being insane, um, mm. in my addiction and stuff that 
I don't have confidence in being sane while everyone else has been sane their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And then like, I just like pretty much was like, I figured out life like four and a half years ago. And I did the steps like four years ago. And mm -hmm. like, I'm like learning how to do life right now. So it's hard for me to really believe in myself sometimes. Cause we were, we were, we learned to like not trust our thinking a lot. Yeah. And sometimes you do need to trust and it's hard to find that. Balance. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's why it's hard for me to, like really have the empathy in those moments. But, um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Should we even fucking touch on complex con? Yeah, we can. Wait, what time is it? Yeah, we can. We got 10 minutes. Yeah. Just real quick. So we could put it in the title maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Like you shot all of con. So it was, was Travis Scott there? No, he was last year though. Mm -hmm. Who was like the act? For, what's with this Pharrell? I'm just over Pharrell, dude. Come on, bro. I'm just, I don't know, whatever. How many, like, what was the exciting things for you? To be honest, I thought last year was better. So what was, what happened this year that was like, I mean, we really? were comedy. Um, I like the Adidas drop. So every hour for the entire thing, there's a giant cube in the sky. There's like seven of them. You have to hold your phone up and scan it at the perfect time and you get one of the shoes, like limited edition shoes for free huh. that resell for like a grand. That was really cool. There's like crowds of people like all holding up their phones. Oh. Um, I was also on stage. Uh, I saw Tanashi for the first time. She's fucking beautiful. Me and Jax look at each other and we're like, she's fucking beautiful. That's the girl that was like dancing. Yeah. And um, Future was cool. Um, Shoreline Mafia came out. Those They were fucking sick. Um, Smoke Perp was there. Smoke Perp. Well, Shoreline Mafia performed, which was dope. Uh, A-Track. You know A-Track? A-Track and Friends, where he's bringing up all the new artists. That uh -huh. was dope. Wow, um, A-Track's still relevant. Well, he's yeah, he's bringing up all these new artists, and Shoreline Mafia is one of the ones that he helped put on. On Fool's Gold. Yeah. He's dope. He's a really nice guy. And uh, A-Track? Yeah. Tog, do you even know, just real quick, when I first started DJing, A-Track was like the 16-year-old DJ world champion, like scratching kid. Yeah, he was like getting crazy with it. Like, Ill. But I'm talking about like 15, like, I'm talking about like, yeah, like 15 years ago, this fool was like 16 winning competitions. Like, mm. but when I say like DJ competitions, I'm talking about like vinyl, like Qbert, like scratching. Like, you know, you don't remember Newmark or Qbert or like these were like DJ. Like, this was like the young kid and he was like the scratch fucking technician. Whoa. So it's kind of crazy to see this dude become a label owner slash like influencer, tastemaker, you know? So Fool's Gold is like a label? I thought yeah. it was like a clothing. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was dope. Uh, Pharrell and Pusha T were there. Um, I don't know, man. I just felt like last year, Kendrick and Kobe fucking Bryant were there. It doesn't mm -hmm. get bigger than Kendrick and Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, Virgil had his panel. Um, you know, Jerry Lorenzo was whatever. There. It's the, it was cool. It was a good time. It was a good time. But that, you know, that, that's I, actually I, I heard something on the group chat a podcast. They were talking about. They were actually there. I met one of them. He's like an Indian dude. I was like, dude, you're fucking. Thank you for being a brown dude doing shit. And like, he was like dope. And like, I met him from the group chat thing. Mm. And, uh, but anyway, they were talking about how like Kanye wasn't there, but the seeds of Kanye were there. And I just thought it was so dope because like, they were like, uh, Virgil Abloh was there and that's Kanye's boy that he brought up. Jerry Lorenzo was there and that's Kanye's boy that he brought up. Takashi Murakami is like the head person of Complex Kanye designed all the art. Kanye brought him up. Yeah. And then Adidas was there. Like, what's what was Adidas before Kanye? Wow. And it was just like crazy to me that this fucking MAGA hat wearing fucker like is still just this powerful of an influence. What do you mean MAGA hat? What is that? Make America Great Again. Oh, okay. So look. Great. Complex con, whatever. I just wanted to touch on one quick thing about, I mean, this, 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 maybe we'll continue it on the next one, but I just was listening to Travis Scott and telling you how, like, I just wanted you to see this dope performance. And I just, it, it comparing this year to last year, comparing Travis to Kanye just this whole comparing thing, I think is like a bad thing to do. And I mm -hmm. think that, I don't know why, 
but I want to say it's something that this newer generation gravitates towards quickly. I don't know why. Do you, would you agree? I feel like you just have the tendency to automatically do that. Compare shit? Yeah. 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 And I don't I'm think not, it's a good thing to do. Because yeah. things are just different. You know, like Complex Con is like just a very important, successful, new, dope, like thing. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's no reason to like really even say whether last year was better. I guess I guess there is, but not really. I mean, this year had different, maybe like, you know, I don't know. I just, earlier today, you were almost like upset that like I was like hyped on something Travis did as if I somehow like was not into him when we were talking. Because yeah. I never wasn't into him. Yeah. You know? I wasn't upset. Or not upset, but like I just, I feel like there's no room for the middle. Either you like love it or like you fucking hate it. And that's mm. not where like I want to be. Like I like, although I do have the tendency to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, especially us. Like we are either like, it's fucking the shit or like fuck it's that just shit. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's like, nothing is like that. Like yeah. even Kanye, like, you know? Like he's not perfect. Yeah. Or um but yeah, I was showing you the Travis Scott thing, which that sicko mode video is fucking it blows my mind. And the song. Mm-hmm. And I but, always liked it. But you to, earlier today you were like, I fucking told you, like, see, and I was like, dude, what do you like? Did I ever give off the impression that I like didn't fuck with him? I I was saying my argument was that like he, it, your dad's calling you again. I think we should answer it. Yeah, whatever. I'll call him back. We'll wrap up after this. I was, I was just saying that he's an artist, like not like artist on iTunes, like artist. Like he's really pushing the boundaries yeah. of music. Yeah. And you didn't see that, and now you see it. Um, I don't know that I. I and I remember you like go back. You and- like chuckled at me when I said like his use of reverb was amazing, like the cavern. No, I think I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I definitely remember like really fucking with that artwork and saying that and really liking that sicko mode song. Just not like fully like getting, but but, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you like Drake though. Like you like Drake, which is interesting. And like, I think Drake being on that song makes it better for you. No, it's like the beat. Yeah, I do like Drake, but like style wise, like Travis is just like got him like beat. Yeah, you know something crazy? Drake turned in his verse to Travis, um, three a.m. the morning the album was supposed to be released. Like for that track? Yep. And he just like, yeah, and they just threw it in there and just released the album. <laughs> Whoa, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I and I, like I, we were dude, we were playing. Like I would love for you to like one day. I want to take you to like you know the Houston brothers. Like they have the dirty laundry. Like me and Jesse go there all the time. Like we oh, went, we, I don't even know about that. We're doing their video. I know. Like I've been going there for a while, and like we went there for my birthday. I went me and like Jesse and like Sam was like Sam came in and like they part they started playing Obama like. And then everyone just like, I got hoes, and the whole fucking Whoa. crowd. And then Sam was like, Bro, I don't know if I can make it. And I see Sam come in, and I'm like, So happy he's there. And we're all just jumping, like, I got hoes. And it's Sam like, Sam Robinson? Whole, yeah, like the whole club turned, it turned in like a chant, like a, like a fucking tribal chant. Wow. And then you really like, like, you don't get it when you like listen to you in your car. Like when you're there, you feel it. And I went to the DJ. And I told him like, yo man, it's my birthday. Can I have one song, Chris? And he was like, what? And I, I look at me by XXX Temptation. <laughs> All I hear is, burn, 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 nah, nah, nah. and then like the entire, like this is a chill hip hop club, right? It turned into a fucking mosh pit and people were running in circle. I have the video on my wow. phone and it turned into a pit and the DJ had to change the song because it was getting too crazy. Like play it right now. I, like when the video, the song. The song? Like when you're in that energy, I feel like you, there's like a, it's like when you see someone live and 100%. you, you kind of like understand it. I totally it. get what you're saying. And I like, I totally. And I really want to take you to like, I just want to show you what's up. First of all, I'm totally down. I, I, I understand exactly what you're. 
me and Sam looked at each other like, oh, because like after weddings, we like, we like, um, we drive together to weddings, like save gas, and yeah. we just play X and we just like fucking go Whoa. hard. So we were at this in the club. Wow. <laughs> we're just like, the whole like all the like the pretty girls and like the guys are just like bumping like we're pushing it that was a mosh pit this wasn't a suicide this was after he died yeah and it like yeah it was i just yeah i feel like it doesn't bother you that that's distorted and sounds like shit no i don't Wow. When you're when you're there and you see what it does to people, no, I get it. That no other song or artist like in rap can do. You're like, this is perfect. Wow, that beat's fucking dope. I get it. I want to like hear that like louder right now. Yeah, and play some Call of Duty. All right, guys, thanks for listening. This um, is a dope episode. Yeah, let's hope the fire doesn't get us. Yeah, and let's pray for. All the, all, victims. The, all the families man mm-hmm. it's really fucked up it really is i feel like sometimes i can sound in in uncompassionate insensitive insensitive because i actually this is going to really sound fucked up but i actually kind of understand what could push someone to do something like that absolutely um but at the same time it's like at by no means okay and it's just so horrifying and it's so real mm-hmm. and um like my heart goes out to all the victims and their families and anyone who has to evacuate because of the fire and i just really want to thank everyone who's listening and saw love you know mm-hmm. it's all love peace